This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to Zoomer Radio's Fight Back, Jane Brown for Libby Zneimer. And we're going to now talk about federal politics and how over the first six months of this year, federal MPs spent more than $71 million on travel and constituency expenses. And the spending runs across all party lines. Interim Conservative leader Ronna Ambrose has spent the most of all the MPs at just under $320,000. Again, that's for half a year, the first half of this year. Are these needed expenses? Or is it something you think taxpayers are paying too much for? Your calls are welcome on the topic, as always, 416-360-0740 or 1-866-740-4740. Jeff Bowes of the Canadian Taxpayers Federation joins us to discuss this news. Jeff, what do you say to those questions? Um, I think the problem is we don't have uh, enough information about these expenses. Uh, without uh, the receipts being scanned and posted online, we don't uh, we don't know exactly what this money was spent on or whether it was reasonable or not. The way the National Post uh, published report explains it this morning is that it's published online by the Library of Parliament, but in a way that makes it difficult to compare spending among groups of MPs or across any one of 24 different categories. And this is also new information, isn't it, um, on how MPs spend their money? It's only been made public since the 2014-15 fiscal year. Yeah, uh, there, there's been more information published, and that's a good thing, but it, it's still not enough. Um, it's just... Uh, you get a big total, some tub- subtotals for different areas, but you don't know exactly what they spent the money on. And uh, it's the details that really matter. Um, spending $1,000 on chairs might be reasonable if it was for 10 chair- chairs, but if you spent it on one chair that was a lazy boy with a uh, fridge and the arm armrest, it would be far less reasonable. And we don't have that level of information to, uh, to scrutinize their expenses. And there is no criteria, I guess, for scrutiny of these expenses. No, there's certainly uh, certainly limits on what they can spend money on, um, but uh, I think we have to keep in mind this is this is the amount of money they're spending uh, with the with the level of disclosure they have. They knew that this these totals would be published, and they they spent in accordance with that level of uh, disclosure. In in your expertise, do you see any overspending on this list? Um, certainly, some of the expenses seem high. Um, but with the level of information uh, we have, we, we can't really say. Um, certainly it's reasonable for MPs to spend some money traveling, um, and MPs that live uh, farther from auto will certainly spend more. Um, you know, Ambrose's expenses are, are quite high, but uh, the average Alberta MP's expenses are around 227000 which is quite a bit higher than the average of around $200,000. Um, so some expenses are reasonable, while others aren't, and uh, we just don't don't really have the level of information to know. 
But if you look at, and the way it was uh, detailed here in the National Post, if you look at who spent the most, there's a ranking from 1 to 10, uh, the first being Rana Ambrose. And then in terms of who spent the least, there's a ranking from 1 to 10. And Hunter Tutu, who's an independent uh, from Nunavut, spent $124,000 in the same time period as Rana Ambrose spent 319000 Why the discrepancy? Does she have to have a bigger staff? or I mean, because presumably this is just for her, her work as a member of parliament for her riding. Yeah, the, these are just expenses for uh, their role as a member of parliament. And uh, yeah, certainly the MPs that travel less um, will have less expenses. In uh, Hunter Tutu's case, uh, I suspect he's doing less traveling back and forth between Ottawa and Nunavut, just because it's so extremely far. Um, but uh, I think the real, the real problem is that we don't have enough information. So if some of this, this travel was for partisan purposes, then that's a real problem. But we, we don't have enough information to know if that was the case or not. Do you think that taxpayers should be responsible for paying at least some of these expenses? Or it, should it be more detailed in terms of what taxpayers should be funding? Uh, certainly, a lot of these expenses are, are necessary expenses for members of parliament to do their job. Um, and in some cases, there might be problems. Um, and um, with this level of disclosure, we don't know. Um, for instance, with, uh, with ministers, we, there's some proactive disclosure on their spending. And if we see a problem, we can file an access to information request, get receipts, and see exactly what they were spending that money on. But with members of parliament's expenses, we can't do that. This level of uh, disclosure is all we get. And the only thing we could do is ask them what they spent the money on. We understand that House of Commons rules uh, set by MPs themselves allow an MP to allocate some of their authorized travel resources for a designated traveler, usually a spouse, dependents and employees. Does this come as a surprise to the Canadian Taxpayers Federation that we are also not only paying for the travel expenses of the MP, but their dependents? Uh, well, we were certainly aware of this, and it, it seems reasonable enough, but it's a matter of, uh, of extent. If, uh, if it's paying for the travel of a spouse a few times a year, that seems reasonable enough, but... If it's, uh, it's, if, it, if it's every week, that, uh, that seems like it might be a problem. So I guess the question here then uh, for our audience, for our Zoomer radio listeners, is what is reasonable for us to be paying as taxpayers for the expenses of our members of parliament, our elected officials in Ottawa? Let's go to Mickey and Pickering first. Uh, Mickey, you're on Fight Back. Go ahead. Yeah, thank you very much for my call. Um, um, I've listened to everything that you just said. And, and I have a major problem. Uh, as an ex-president of a company, you know, there, there were guidelines, but there was no carte blanche. We did what we, would, what we had to do, <clears throat> excuse me, to make the company profitable. These guys run around like there's no tomorrow. Cameras and iPods and, I mean, I'm hearing all kinds of stuff that's like, it blows me away. Yes, and, and, and the issue being that we don't know, I mean... Um Jeff made the very good point that 10 shares for $1,000 might be a good investment and might be a good use of taxpayers' money, but one share for 1000 not so much. So what do we do about this, Jeff? Do we, do we uh, go to the federal ombudsman? Is that the best route to, to get some accountability happening here? I think, uh, I think the only solution is to, to post the receipts online. Um, that's really up to the members of parliament to, 
to change the way that they disclose their expenses. Um, if they provide more information, we'll be able to, uh, to scrutinize their expenses more. Um, as it currently stands, we just have no way, way of knowing. Um, for instance, the, the expenses by the, uh, the health minister, Jane Philpott, spending $3,700 on car services owned by a liberal supporter, we, that she, we, we found out that about that uh, inappropriate expense. She had to pay the money back. But that was only because we had access to the level of detail needed to know that that expenses were inappropriate. In this case, we just don't have that information. 416-360-0740-1866-740-4740. What should taxpayers be funding in terms of the expenses for their members of parliament? And also, uh, the scenario is far different. As you mentioned, Jane Philpott and her limo expenses. And Jeff, you mentioned, uh, I'm thinking in terms of all that we've gone through with the Senate expenses. There was an opposition to make changes, to bring to light what they saw as excessive spending. In this situation, everybody's guilty, so who's going to bring it up in terms of uh, our, our elected representatives? Who's the one who's going to raise the flag to start to make change? Well, uh, it's up to, to us as the voters to, uh, to hold uh, politicians accountable. Um, you know, we have to make our voices heard, and uh, if we're loud enough, we can uh, we enforce them to to change the way they disclose their expenses. Um, they're they're going, going to definitely be reluctant because uh, if more information is disclosed, someone is, is definitely going to look very bad for, uh, for wasting taxpayers' money. We'll continue this conversation on the other side, 416-360-0740, You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Jane Brown. 416-360-0740-1866-740-4740. I would think that you, as a taxpayer funding your local MP's office, would want them to run it like a business, would want them to make it accountable to the Canadian public that's footing the bill. You can't just go out if you're running your own company and pay for whatever you want, thinking, oh, the books will balance at the end of the day, at the end of the fiscal, at the end of the year. You've got to have some accountability if you're a small business manager. A lot of people, including those at the Canadian Taxpayers Federation, would suggest that that's not the way MPs are running their local constituencies. New information that's come out today, maybe you heard it on my news this morning, that $71 million was spent by all the MPs in the House of Commons, all 338 MPs in the first six months of this year. I got to tell you, Jeff Bowes of the Canadian Taxpayers Federation, I thought you would be a little bit more outraged when we talked about this. Well, I'd, I'd like to be more outraged, but I just I, we need more information. Um, kind of with the the amount of information we have, it's it's hard to know who to be outraged at. Um, but it is important to watch these expense issues closely because when we don't watch them closely, that's when things get out of hand. And uh, these are the expenses that uh, MPs are incurring with this level of disclosure. And if we want want uh, lower expenses, we need more disclosure. So how do we get that disclosure? Well, we need uh, members of parliament to scan and publish all their receipts. Uh, and then, uh, then taxpayers can go online, uh, 
look up their MP and see exactly what they're spending this money on. And uh, we can hold them accountable for exactly what they spend. Well, that's a great idea, but how are we going to get them to do that? Well, you need to contact your MP and let them know that uh, they, they need to do this, that this is the only thing they can do to make themselves accountable. Now, what kind of expenses, let's just go over this for those who are just joining us, what kind of expenses are we talking about? First and foremost, travel and rent for the offices, right? Uh, yep, travel, rent, uh, salaries of their staff, um, advertising expenses, printing expenses, um, basically any expense that uh, relates to the operation of their uh, constituent's office or their office here in Ottawa. Okay. And, you know, it's interesting when you look at the list of the biggest spenders and those who spent the least, we, we were talking about Ronna Ambrose, the interim conservative leader, how she spent the most in the first six months of this year at $319,000. On the least uh, spending of the MPs, Justin Trudeau actually comes sixth out of 338. Now, that's his office in Papineau, um, but his his actual prime ministerial budget comes out of the prime minister's office. So those those are separate. He gets two separate budgets. Yes? Yes. Uh, certainly his, his total expenses would be much higher than that, but, uh, but most of them come out of the, uh, the prime minister's office budget and uh, not his member of parliament budget. So there's been very little reaction uh, from Ottawa on this since they're all guilty of the spending. There seemed to be... Um, a resonance of crickets from the House of Commons. Interesting, um, and some would say ironic, that nobody's saying about this so far. I mean, the day is still early. It certainly is, but uh, yeah, uh, all these MPs are 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 spending in the same way. Uh, some certainly more than others, um, and uh, you know they're they're all in it together. And uh, we need to put a lot of pressure on them to to force them to be more accountable. I found it interesting that um, one MP for rent of his constituency office in St. John's, Newfoundland, uh, was about $50,000 for six months, which seems very high for, for, for rent in Newfoundland. And yet somebody, another MP on the West Coast in British Columbia, spent $8. How do you get that kind of discrepancy? $8 for six months rent? Uh, yeah, in, in that, uh, that $8 case, uh, it appears that, uh, that the, the rent will be paid later. And uh, that's, uh, that's not an accurate uh, representation okay. of how much the... That- that's a deferral. Yes. Okay. Ed, in Toronto, go ahead. You're on Fight Back. Uh, just making a comment in general. Uh, with no disclosure, like he says, it's hard to uh, pin down what these people are doing. But you can take a comparison even in local politics. Uh, uh, when Ford was there, he spent zero on his expenses. Right. And John Tory spends like a drunken sailor. Uh, so... That's the two contrasts, if you want to look at it. It's and interesting when you when you mention Ford. That's exactly who I thought of this morning. How when he they used to call him the penny pinching counselor because it was very important to him to keep his office expenses at almost zero. And he went after everybody else to try to do the same, and eventually they ousted him. Eh? So uh, what do you what do you think, Ed? Like, where do we go from here? If the if well, the MPs aren't going to hold themselves accountable, how are we, the voters, going to do that? I think it's time that people uh, had the right to oust these people, like they do in BC, when 
when they're getting out of line because and all parties are resistant to that uh like they have in california and some of the states where well in california they stopped paying their taxes and they forced that uh you know where there was enough people against something the government had to be taken to account and go in front of them as you know what happened in bc the government was thrown out right and you'd like to see the same thing. Yeah, we have to have it as taxpayers, and and all the parties have resisted it here, eh? Well, and, certainly the voters are going to have to make the noise because the MPs won't be making the noise themselves when they're all guilty of the spending that we may or may not find questionable. Hal and Kitchener, go ahead. You're a Canadian taxpayer. What do you think about this? Uh, yeah, I just thought I'd let you know and, and your listeners that they do send out flyers, these MPs, once in a while. I received one from mine about a month ago, and it asked for a questionnaire, you know, uh, comments or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Now, I don't have a, a flair for uh, the written word, unfortunately, but in any case, I told them what I thought. <laughs> what did you say? Well, I, I said cut out all the ads, the promos, the flyers, the propaganda, and then we won't be lied to anymore. Uh, that was number one. And then I said something about uh, cut all the spending, all the salaries, all the travel, all the expenses, all the giveaways, etc., etc., by at least 50%. <laughs> and then I signed it. I, I, did sign. I didn't expect to get any you know, comments back, of course. But And you haven't received any comments well, back? Well, no, I haven't. I, I, did, I did, in fact... Uh, um, indicate that I was sending copies to <laughs> to the Prime Minister and so on. I didn't. I, I just sent the copy back to the MP like they requested. Well, still you made the effort uh, to to offer your suggestions because uh, Jeff Bowes at the Canadian well, Taxpayers... If, if people do that, they may get some, you know, <laughs> and, and they send these flyers out all the time so people can comment on right. them. I just want to I just want to address this issue with Jeff Bowes at the Canadian Taxpayers Federation. Uh, There is that fine line of what the party, the NDP liberal or conservative party should be spending on behalf of their MPs and what we as taxpayers should be funding on behalf of the MPs. Right. Yeah, I think that's the the primary issue here Um, is is this this appropriate spending for a member of parliament or is this partisan spending that uh, that really should be coming out of uh, the party's budget? Um, we don't have enough information here to know uh, to know what spending is appropriate and what's not. Um, certainly, there's there's room uh, for MPs to spend money communicating with their constituents. But um, if they're they're operating outside of their constituent constituency, then uh, there might be some problems. Well, we've certainly shed light on the topic today. We thank you for your time. Thank you very much. Jeff Bowes of the Canadian Taxpayers Federation. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.